We are the parents of Dudley McNally, Bernadette and myself, Noel McNally. Dudley was murdered on the 18th of December and we are appealing to the killer of Dudley to give himself up to the police. Or if someone knows who this person is, please get in contact with the police and give this person up. This person needs to be taken off the street. The slightest wee bit of information that you know might be the breakthrough for this case to take this person off the street. Police released CCTV footage which shows a man with a rucksack walking into Silverwood Green and at 8.52pm on December the 18th. So the assumption is that Natalie was killed by this, this man. Their investigations so far have led them to believe this is very much a targeted attack on Natalie. Natalie, according to the police, and your killer. I'm Nicola Talent, and you're listening to Crime World, a podcast about criminals, drugs, and the sins of the underworld in Ireland and across the globe. A shocking murder in Lurgan leaves a pregnant woman dead, family devastated and a community in fear of a killer on the loose. So what happened in the home of Natalie McNally just days before Christmas when she was stabbed to death despite being 15 weeks pregnant? Today, I'm talking with Sunday World journalist Kieran O'Neill, who's been covering her murder and following developments that have seen a number of arrests but nobody yet charged in the ongoing investigation. This is Crime World podcast from sundayworld.com Any murder so close to Christmas seems to have an extra level to it but the fact that um, Natalie McNally was also pregnant and was stabbed to death in such a callous way, I mean is this murder kind of the biggest story that is happening in the north since it occurred? It definitely has for the past month as you say because it happened in a run up to Christmas and sometimes no, it's it's a quiet, generally a quiet time of the year that if, if something does happen, it, it gets amplified even more. And because of the um, tragic circumstances of, of Natalie's death, it, it, it certainly has dominated the headlines for uh, the past few weeks. But a lot of that is also to do with her family and friends because they are fighting so hard to keep it um, in focus. You know, sometimes it, it, tragedies like this, it beats on the the news for a couple of days and then the news agenda moves on. But um, McNally family and their supporters are, are very determined to keep Natalie's name in the news. And that's why it's, it's, it has been so prominent for the, the four weeks since her death. Now, there's been a couple of arrests and there have been people released. We'll come back to that. But I suppose start with exactly what happened. It was a Sunday evening, um, December 18th, when um, this murder occurred. It was December 18th, as you say, and it's quite an easy night for people to remember because it was the evening of the World Cup final. And Natalie herself, Natalie was a, a big football fan. She was an Everton fan. Her father and her three brothers were massive Everton fans and travelled over to Liverpool regularly for games. Natalie herself had been to a few games, but um, she was a big football fan that night. She watched the World Cup final at her parents' home in Craig Avon. Her and her father watched the game and apparently she was delighted that if you remember the game, it was Lionel Messi's. He captained Argentina to victory against France after extra time and penalties. So it was shortly after the final finish that she left her parents' home 
to make the short drive to her home in um, Silverwood Green in Lurgan. Um, Natalie left there sometime around, I think around tea time on the 18th of December. And she arrived home. She lived alone. She had two cats and her dog, River, who had, um, was her constant companion. So uh, Natalie and River arrived home at, and and then what we know is the uh, the following day, her friends and family tried to get in touch with Natalie and were unable to do so, which was unusual for her. So her um, one of her friends called round to the house and discovered her body at the home and, and raised the alarm. Um, and that was uh, around 10 p.m. on the Monday, the 19th. So what the police uh, police released footage, CCTV footage of a man entering Silverwood Green. It's a it's an estate. It's a, a, of uh, around twenty or thirty houses uh, and apartments just on the edge of Lurgan. And there's one of those uh, developments where there's only one road in, one road out. And the police released CCTV footage, which shows a man with a rucksack walking into Silverwood Green and at 8.52 p.m. on December the 18th and then leaving at 9.30 p.m. the same night. So the assumption is that Natalie was killed sometime between those hours by this this man. And Kieran, do you know, was she found in her bedroom or was she downstairs in the house or, you know, was there evidence she had been walking her dog or anything in between getting home? And, and... Don't know from what the, the details the police have released. We don't know where in the house she was found. Initially, the police said that she had been stabbed a number of times and that was all that we uh, had been put out publicly, but it was later on her family, her father, in an interview with the Sunday World, um, spoke about her, actually, in much more detail about her energy. She had been beaten and she had been strangled as well. So he described it as a frenzied attack. So it, um, and some of the, Stab wounds are believed to have been defensive, so it would suggest that she struggled with her, her killer. But in terms of where in the house, we don't know where she was found, and police are, are obviously aren't releasing all the details in her um, in relation to that. But from what we know, um, her body was discovered on the Monday evening, um, and another tragic twist of when the um, the body was discovered. Her dog ran out and was knocked down, but thankfully he, uh, River, the dog, has made a, a good recovery and is now living with Natalie's parents. Now, would she have been visibly pregnant? She was 15 weeks pregnant at the time, um, but this is obviously her first child. Did, did you know, did anyone speak about that, that it was obvious? Or, you know, did, did people in her neighbourhood know and did people outside her family know? What we know is that, she, as you say, she was 15 weeks pregnant. Her parents knew, but apparently the she was going to tell the rest of her family on Christmas Day, which was just a, a week later. So um, I don't think she was visibly pregnant. So uh, obviously that news would have come out earlier. So her parents have said that they were aware Um and Natalie had suffered from uh, suffered from diabetes, so there was concern there in terms of her pregnancy. It was her first child, um, but they were over the moon. It was going to be their first grandchild, um, so they've spoken about how excited they were, and that Natalie herself was um, 
I've never been happier, they said, and was looking forward to telling those who didn't know about her pregnancy. And it had been said that it was going to be a special uh, Christmas surprise for them. And was there anything um, mentioned or any talk about the father of the child? Um, was he in, still in a relationship with her? or They were, they were together. Um, we don't know too much about that. Um, I don't think they were together that, that long. But uh, the families have spoken about him. They, uh, Natalie's boyfriend has not spoken publicly, but her family have spoken about how devastated he was and that, um, how happy she had been with him. And that she was just in a very happy stage of her life. She was 32 years old. She worked for Translink in the marketing department. Um she just very strong social media presence. She would have been involved in or supported quite a lot of campaigns online. Um, so this is obviously another key factor of the police investigation. But the general feeling from the comes across from the family is that she had never been happier. Didn't seem to have any issues. Uh, her parents, Noel and Bernie, spoke to me about that and said that they were so close to Natalie, and that if she had have had any concerns, that they feel that she would have spoke to them about it, but um, they had no idea that there was any issues, if, if indeed there was any issues, but, you know, because of that closeness, so it, it just adds to the, the mystery of what happened, Natalie. Absolutely horrendous. Um, is there a sense within the community that there's, you know, that there's a killer amongst them, that this individual, this shadowy character that uh, that arrived, obviously is the focus of the PSNI attention with the bag on his back and went in and out of that house around the time it's believed she, she was murdered. Is there a sense that that is somebody local or that it was, you know, somebody who came in and out of that community? Well, speaking of the family, they believe it's, it's someone, the killer's not local. They say that, uh, well, they believe that the person responsible is not from the local area. They say that Natalie socialised a lot in Belfast. Uh, she had the strong media, social media presence. She knew she had a lot of friends through the social media contacts. Um, their belief is the, the, the killer is not local, but that, I would stress that that's their own you know, personal belief. Um, but there's no doubt that there's a lot of fear in the local community when something like this happens. It was a, a brittle, brittle murder. Um, so until this person is caught and, and put behind bars, there will always be that concern. So police are trying to, you know, um, reassure people that they're doing all they can. They can. And, and in fact, as part of the investigations, uh, the chief investigating officer said he he didn't think that it, the local community was at any danger. They. Their investigations so far have led them to believe this is very much a targeted attack on Natalie. Natalie, according to the police, knew her killer, so they feel this was targeted towards Natalie. So they try to reassure the, the local community. They say that they don't feel that women in particular are in danger from this person. But of course, that's you know the, the people are, um, are are definitely concerned in the area. And so, so giving that, they they believe that. It was targeted. They clearly have, and they have arrested a number of people, but they have a clear suspect in their head, I presume, at this point of the investigation. And how early do you think they had that? Well, they're saying uh, 
very little on that. We we know there's been three people arrested. One has been released unconditionally and is no longer a suspect. Two other men, one's 32 years old and one's 46, have been arrested and both are now on police bail. Um, so they remain part of the police investigation. So the, the reason, um, obviously, the, the investigation has led police down that line of that it was targeted killing. One of, one of the aspects of that is the CCTV footage that the police have seen. The street where Natalie lived was a small development, but quite, quite built up, and there's, there's houses and apartments, and, and I've been to the, the street, and it's it's one of those streets where it's quite difficult to see numbers on doors. So if you are visiting someone for the first time there, you would definitely have to have a look around for numbers. And you know, uh, but according to the police, they have seen CCTV footage which shows this man walking directly to Natalie's house, which again would would lead them to believe that he knew Natalie. Um, police have said that they believe Natalie knew a killer. So that's definitely, police seem to have quite a lot of information um, to back up that theory that it was a, a targeted attack on Natalie. So there's a sense, perhaps, that the motivation could have been a jealousy of her situation coming up to Christmas and the lead up to Christmas, that she was, you know, expecting her first child, a baby boy, who I think the family have subsequently named Dean, terribly sad, Um and she was happy within her relationship. She was happy with where her life was. And there's a sense that there's this, uh, you know, a jealousy from an individual in relation to that. Well, again, the police have, have not said anything along those lines, but I, I think it would be fairly safe to assume that something that potentially is, is an element of the investigation and it's, it's a possible motive they may be looking at because, mm. and it's that... Police are stressing, um, or spoken about Natalie's strong presence in social media. So it's a whole world out there of of activity that that needs to be investigated and and looked at. And she she would have been supportive of quite a few campaigns online and was quite vocal on those and had a lot of contacts through social media. So. Obviously, the police are taking a deep dive into their social media activity to see if there's any clues there as to who or or a motive or who was responsible. So that no doubt plays a massive part of um, the police investigation, and it 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 simply isn't an investigation centered on the local areas. As their family said, she socialised a lot in Belfast. I know there's been searches carried out. I think it was a. Um, the car has been seized in the Lisburn area, so it's a wide-ranging investigation. But the frustration from the McNally family's um, point of view is that her killer has still not been caught, or no one has been charged with it in connection with the murder. So that remains a massive um, frustration for them, and they are determined to keep keep pushing this and keeping it on the media. Now, the family themselves are incredibly strong in the face of what's happened. Um, it's a wide family that is coming out and and kind of you know they're they're sort of criticising any any sort of omerta that may exist that somebody out there is protecting the killer. They're making sure, and to the extent I think that they had Natalie's picture um, put up on a screen at a match over the weekend, and they're really really working hard to keep to keep her memory alive. And I think it is. It's one of these cases. 
the because often in, in tragedies, tragedies like this that the um, media cover story for a few days, but then the news agenda moves on. But the McNally's and their supporters are so determined to keep this um, in focus. And they are very strong media presence, social media, and any way they can to keep Natalie's name in the headlines. They feel that if if it um, if the focus moves on, then they will get the justice that they want. So they're very determined to use every avenue open to them to to keep this um, murder investigation focus. And at the weekend, all the McNally's are big Everton fans, so they. The club put a um, a picture of Natalie up before their game against Southampton at the weekend, and just in her honour. And then Natalie's aunt was at the game, and she laid a wreath outside. Um, so again, that's part of that focus on uh, keeping you know keeping those appeals going, and and you know, and if anyone is at this stage, the family are concerned that someone might be protecting the killer. Um, because it has been so much in the media, you know, such a, a media focus on Natalie's murder, that they're saying that everyone in Northern Ireland knows about this case. So, and given the fact that police believe that Natalie's killer knew Natalie and Natalie knew her killer, that the, the, the McNally's are thinking, so if this case has been so widely covered and someone must know if, if someone in, in connected to them knew Natalie, then they must know, and they must. Are they asking the question? You know, if if he knew Natalie, was he involved? You know, so there's a there's a fear within the family that someone may be protecting the killer. We've obviously had the CCTV footage, which quite if you've seen it, it's quite the distinctive walk. Um, right. The suspected killer has. So this is feeding into the family's concerns. We're now a month on from the murder. Um, the why why have they not caught the killer? Um, so they have made a direct appeal also to anyone that um, may be protecting someone close to them that, that that could have been involved in Natalie's murder. So they're asking them to search their conscience and come forward with that information. The Crime Stabbers Charity has uh, offered a twenty thousand pound reward, which I hope as well will help uh, in investigations. But there, there is a there certainly is a frustration within the family and Natalie's mm-hmm. friends that, that the killer hasn't been caught yet, but they are more certainly determined to keep this in focus. And finally, Kieran, I suppose, um, from your own experience as a journalist, um, it would seem that the PSNI, the investigating, the senior investigating officer and his team, um, or her team, have a, quite a good handle maybe on, on the case to date, I mean, this isn't, they're not just out there looking for a random individual. They're focusing the, the, the investigation team. So in your opinion, is it likely that um, it's not going to be a very long drawn out investigation that we could see some developments over the coming weeks? I think they, there certainly has been a, a, an impressive investigation in terms of, of, of volume. They've, I think the police have, have gathered 3,000 hours of CCTV footage. They've, they've sent 50 items um, away for forensic investigations. They've obviously done massive door-to-door inquiries around the Lurgan area, but you, you get the impression that it very much as a, a, a focused investigation. Now, they're, they're not going to 
um, telemedia. Too much, they're always going to be cagey um, enough what, what information they put out publicly. Um, but it, it seems to be a very strong, um, well-focused investigation. So the hope is that that's leading down the road of, of charges and court appearances very soon, which is obviously what the family hope for. Um, but obviously it remains to be seen. But definitely... They say the, the, the police do seem to have a, a strong handle on the case. Now, whether that um, can be uh, transformed into evidence in terms of bringing people to court remains to be seen, but um, the PSNA uh, maintain they're certainly putting a lot of effort into this case. And of course, any investigation team want all their ducks in a row before they bring somebody to court. It would sound to me as if, um, given it's such a frenzied um attack on a woman and if there was defence wounds and she put up a fight for her life, there is more than likely going to be forensic and scientific evidence that will catch this killer. Um, if the CCTV ca- doesn't or if nobody comes forward, it looks like a case that that will be very strong. Um, but look, we'll keep in touch with it, Kieran, over the coming weeks and hopefully for the family that there will be some developments pretty soon um, and they'll be able to go on and grieve Natalie, because you know that is a long road ahead for them. Mm. No, that's that's their focus now. That um, they've obviously lost their beloved daughter for Noel and and his wife Bernie and their and their three brothers have lost their beloved sister. So, but they seem very determined. They are not um, giving up until Natalie's killers is caught. Okay, Kieran O'Neill, thank you very much. Thank you, Nick. been listening to Crime World, a podcast from sundayworld.com, produced by Ian Mullaney and edited by me, Nicola Talent. Research assistant is Claude Amini. If you like this show and love true crime, leave us a review or why not download the free sundayworld.com app for lots more stories from Ireland and across the globe. <laughs>